0: James Kennedy Ministries presents truths that transform.
1: Is your church adopting a leftist worldview?
0: The evangelical left's approach is to revise. It's a revisionist movement. It not only seeks to revise our understanding of homosexuality, it also wants to revise our understanding of salvation itself.
1: Discover how biblical truth is under fire even in the evangelical world today and what you can do about it on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Biblical truth has always been countercultural, but never more so than today, when the most fundamental distinctions in human life, like what constitutes a man, a woman, or a marriage, are all up for grabs. And unfortunately, it's not only the secular culture. The pressure to conform to the spirit of the age is infecting even the evangelical world in alarming ways. On today's program, you will discover how it's happening, and we will equip you with resources that will help you understand how the invasion of leftist ideology could be undermining biblical truth in your church. And a bit later, we will share news on our federal lawsuit against the far-left Southern Poverty Law Center. There is no area in which the pressure for Christians to conform to the new cultural orthodoxy is greater than when it comes to marriage and sexuality. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb brings us this report.
2: There are issues within the church, whether seminaries, colleges, uh, local churches, megachurch pastors recently who declared uh, there's no conflict between homosexuality and scripture, and they don't really have a leg to stand on when it comes to evaluating the theological underpinnings.
3: Anne Polk is the executive director of RestoredHopeNetwork.org, which postulates You are not born gay, and you can change if you so desire.
2: There are thousands of individuals who have been freed by the power of Jesus Christ from homosexuality throughout the United States, both men and women.
3: Restored Hope Network grew out of the ashes of the implosion in 2013 of Exodus International, an umbrella organization of ex-gay ministries. The former leadership of Exodus now even claims it was all a farce. And you cannot change
4: after all. Did Exodus make gay people straight? Exodus did not make gay people straight, no. There was never a time when any one person, organization, therapy, support group, prayer
0: meeting made gay people straight. Exodus did not say at any time that it was in the business of converting people from gay to straight. It was in the business of helping people to live in obedience.
3: What happened to Exodus International?
0: The leadership of Exodus International changed over the years. I had the double honor of serving as their president from 1991 to 1993, And I did quite a bit of work with them over the decades. I will always thank God for that opportunity. But as the leadership shifted, the views of the leadership shifted as well to a more gay affirming position. Many of us who were in leadership at that time felt that we could no longer support the direction Exodus was going. And I think a number of member ministries and people who had previously supported Exodus felt the same way.
3: Explain the pressure from the world on the evangelical community to accept unrepentant homosexuals.
0: Jerry, we are in the midst of a crusade by which the culture is saying to the church, you need to either be converted or you need to be silenced. This applies to a number of issues, including homosexuality. And now comes a new film from Netflix, that postulates that the whole ex-gay movement
3: is a farce and is actually harmful to people.
5: I personally
2: came out of the homosexual lifestyle. And
5: we're just saying that if you want to change,
4: there is a way to do it. I spent a
5: lot of time thinking, how did I believe that?
4: We were the leaders of the ex-gay movement.
3: One of the key guests of Pray Away, the poster child, if you will, of the ex gay movement, is John Polk, former husband of Ann Polk.
2: My husband went back into the gay lifestyle, but I myself came out of the gay lifestyle. So uh, you have the opportunity to continue on in walking with Christ or to abandon your goal of walking free from it. Many people use my ex-husband to proclaim that a person cannot leave homosexuality. He himself will say that. And yet, his former spouse, that would be me, came out of homosexuality and has remained out. I'm very happy to be walking with the Lord and submitting my sexuality to a higher purpose.
3: Ironically, in the trailer for Pray Away, some people are featured who undermine the entire premise of their film.
4: It was 13 years for me.
5: Four for me. We both walked away from
4: it. Just recently, we were surprised to see the preview of "Pray Away and we're the second faces in, in the film and we were not uh, asked to do to be in the film. We weren't told we were going to be in it. So we were pretty surprised that suddenly we were uh, going to be a face in this uh, Prey Away documentary that really goes against everything we believe
5: we've never gone back Um, and yeah it was so surprising and the thing that really got me was if you're gonna have me in there then let me tell my story also though I understand they don't have to do that but it just there are other stories out there just like us and we know tons of people like us that have left homosexuality LGBTQ and never have gone back
4: we've been married this year. It'll be 33 years. We have four kids and five grandbabies.
5: God has given me a life I could never even imagine. I have four children. I have a husband who loves me. I have now grandkids. It's things I would have never imagined in my life. I'm very thankful for what God has done. I don't feel I've given... I mean, of course you give things up, right? But in the end, what he's given me back feels like I've given nothing up. He's only fulfilled me. And,
4: and the thing is, we're just, we just represent two people. We literally know hundreds of people that have not gone back to the gay life. So the entire premise of the film is not true. And the fact we're in it proves that.
3: The experience of the Coles is not unique as author and counselor and former homosexual, Stephen Black, has found in his research.
4: We had 1,200 client folders intact in in 2012. And so we gathered those client folders, and we did a survey, and we reached out to these people, and we were able to make contact with 500. The reality is is 72 to 73% of people that actually gave at least one year of their life many of them more than one year, a pastoral care and support group came away living a life fully surrendered to Jesus Christ as Lord. Tragically,
3: information on these kinds of transformations is widely suppressed or just unknown, even in many church circles today. This has led to great confusion.
2: Right now, there's a mishmash of beliefs that are actually leading to gay evangelical Christianity whether that's in uh, theological books or megachurch pastors who are embracing some degree of same-sex relationship involved in the church body and now calling it not sin. But the problem is, their words are contradicting the very Word of God. The person, Jesus Christ, is the Word of God. So if we invalidate Him, we've cut the legs off of Christianity. Um, And I don't know how people can actually justify that.
0: The evangelical left's approach is to revise. It's a revisionist movement. It not only seeks to revise our understanding of homosexuality, it also wants to revise our understanding of salvation itself. Progressive Christianity teaches uh, that there are many ways to God, that there are many sources of truth, AND THAT THE TRADITIONAL VIEW OF SEXUALITY AND FAMILY SHOULD BE REVISED TO INCLUDE HOMOSEXUALITY, TRANSGENDERISM, AND BISEXUALITY.
1: THE BIBLE TELLS US, DO NOT BE CONFORMED TO THIS WORLD, BUT BE TRANSFORMED BY THE RENEWAL OF YOUR MIND. YET TODAY, CONFORMING TO THE WORLD EARNS US AWARDS the applause of the culture, and likes on social media. Biblical truth cuts against the grain of American culture in 2021, and sadly, many professing believers have followed the siren song of worldly approval. But at what cost? Dr. Kennedy examines that all-important question in this portion of his message What will you take for your soul?
6: Charlemagne, Charles the Great, Charles the Magnificent, Charles the Mighty. He was no doubt the greatest ruler of the Middle Ages. His empire encompassed virtually all of Europe. His wealth was incalculable. His power, had no resistance to it. He had everything that anyone could conceivably want in this world. But, like all other mortals, there came that day of the great appointment with that hollow-eyed skull of death. He had prepared to leave a message in his death. He was a Christian. And he decided that he would make a final statement to the world. A message from the man who had everything. And so, there at the glorious cathedral at A. La Chapelle, in full royal regal robes, seated in his golden throne chair, with the crown upon his head, scintillating with diamonds and rubies and emeralds. His hand had been placed in certain way so that his first finger was pointing at something in his lap. And what was lying in his lap was a Bible. And his finger was pointing at a single text. And that text was... For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so being dead, he yet speaketh. And I think that that is a message that needs desperately to be heard by millions in America. These are days when we sometimes see bumper stickers with such messages as this. He who dies with the most toys wins. What shallowness, what emptiness indeed, compared to that great message of Charlemagne, which of course is the message of Christ. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Indeed, we can give careful attention, every one of us, to that. A message often presented briefly, there are no pockets in a shroud. We don't take it with us. And if that is all that we do in life, we have made a magnificent failure. God has created us as both physical and spiritual beings. We are part of two kingdoms, the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God. We have opportunities and responsibilities in both. There is no doubt that we are required to earn a living, to make money, to provide for our family, but we also have great opportunities and privileges in the kingdom of God to serve the risen Lord Jesus Christ, to be a part of his great kingdom, to advance his cause in the world, to proclaim the glad tidings of his gospel. Each of us is a part of both of those kingdoms if we are a Christian. How many right here? Having been created with an everlasting soul, having had eternity placed in your heart, knowing that you are going to live forever and ever, have given yourself over almost entirely to the material things of this world and have ignored the things of the Spirit and the things of the kingdom of God. We have been the victims of a tremendous conspiracy to get rid of all things spiritual in this world. And who is the conspirator? It is the devil. When did you last hear on television any discussion about a human soul? When did you last hear a discussion about the importance of eternity? the hopes of heaven or the concerns about hell. No, it is as if a smoked dome has been placed down upon the city of man, which allows us neither to see out into the future beyond this life or to see up to God. That's what Secular, from secularum, which is a Latin word for time of a certain sort. It is this world, this time, a time where there is no eternity and there is no God. That is the world in which you live. If you doubt it, read the newspaper today, listen to the news on any night, and you will see that you are living in the secular world. And in that world, since there is no God, we must become our own gods. We must make our own rules and our own laws, and man must be the measure of all things. And that is what is called secular humanism. And that's the religion of the age in which we live. And we need to be aware of it because in that religion, the soul of man is withering and dying. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? We miss out on all of the joys of Christ in this world. At my right hand there is joy forevermore, he said. The joys of the kingdom of God do not wait until eternity. We have them right here. The joy of knowing Christ of the blessed assurance of everlasting life, of the wonders and joys of sins forgiven, of the love of one who loves us more than any other person ever could, who was willing even to die for us. All of that we miss out on in the secular city. Not only that, but we miss out on the future as well. When at length we come to the end of this world, then the difference becomes increasingly clear and the line is sharply drawn. Are you a part of fashionable skepticism, which is all around us today? Or have you perhaps merely professed a faith which is not real? How many today profess that which they do not possess? Oh yes, they have joined a church, they have professed a faith, but their lives and hearts are far from Christ. They put in their hour a week, supposing that that will suffice and that all will be well with them, and yet they do not love Jesus Christ. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul.
1: My friends, the cost of compromise is eternal. And that's why it's absolutely essential to be vigilant to see that we are holding to God's Word and not being blown around by the momentary winds of the culture. And there are now partisans on the secular left including George Soros and his Open Society Foundations that are overtly hostile to the Christian faith. Yet they seek to enlist evangelical leaders and institutions to hijack the affections and votes of the Christian community. Our own John Amon has thoroughly documented this in the new booklet, Hijacked, How George Soros and Friends EXPLOIT YOUR CHURCH, AND WE WOULD LIKE TO SEND IT TO YOU AS OUR THANKS FOR YOUR GENEROUS GIFT TO HELP THIS MINISTRY PROCLAIM TRUTH AND DEFEND FREEDOM AT THIS CRITICAL TIME IN AMERICA. SIMPLY WRITE TO US AT D. JAMES KENNEDY MINISTRIES, BOX One Eleven Fifty Four, FORT LAUDERDALE, FLORIDA, 33339, OR CALL TOLL FREE, 877 877- or go online to djkm.org The American left denies God, despises churches, and looks to the government as the solution to all social ills. And yet cultural Marxism is being imported into the church with the help of deep-pocketed foundations and so-called philanthropical organizations on the left. See how they are making a concerted effort to move evangelicals leftward on open borders, the environment, LGBTQ issues, and much, much more. It's all in the new booklet, Hijacked! How George Soros and Friends Exploit Your Church, available exclusively from this ministry. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we will send you the booklet plus the new DVD program just completing production now, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, featuring experts like Vodi Bacham, Erwin Lutzer, and Carol Swain. In this remarkable expose, you will discover how leftist ideology is finding fertile soil in many once Bible-believing churches and denominations. And you will hear stories of those who have stood firm in opposing this assault on our faith. Listen, Christians are being pressured like never before in America to embrace political correctness, and some of that pressure is being exerted by leftist foundations and funding sources that may be targeting your own denomination or church. See what's happening so you can be equipped to stand strong for truth. That's the new booklet, Hijacked, How George Soros and Friends Exploit Your Church as our thanks for your generous donation, and the booklet plus the just-produced DVD, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, as our thanks for your donation of $50 or more. These resources are available exclusively from this ministry. You can't get them on Amazon or anywhere else, so please don't delay. Simply write to us, at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Famed Marine Corps General Chesty Puller, who commanded regiments in World War II and Korea, once reportedly gave a status report to headquarters saying, We are surrounded. We have them exactly where we want them. That kind of positive attitude in the face of overwhelming odds could seem more like a denial of reality, but not if you have confidence in the ultimate outcome. I was reminded of this recently when we were notified that the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals had denied this ministry's appeal in our federal lawsuit against the Southern Poverty Law Center and Amazon. Like General Puller's possibly apocryphal statement, I can say that we have them exactly where we want them. Now how can I say that? Because frankly, this is exactly where we expected to be at this point in our case. We have been looking to the U.S. Supreme Court from the very beginning, and we have already filed our appeal to them. Now I and our board of directors recognize that this is the longest of long shots. Historically, the high court only agrees to hear 4.7% of the cases submitted to them. But God is not subject to the odds, and we have reason to celebrate. The court's opinion dismissing the Amazon portion of our suit was actually astonishingly beneficial to Christians. The court defended the bedrock First Amendment principle that, quote, no person in this country may be compelled to subsidize speech by a third party that he or she does not wish to support, end quote. We look forward to seeing that applied to Christian bakers and photographers and florists who had been unjustly prosecuted for exercising their consciences. And the radical left SPLC has admitted in their own court filings that their designation of us as a so-called hate group is based purely on their own subjective opinion. Their designation is false and defamatory, and Justices Gorsuch and Thomas have signaled a desire to revisit the standards for defamation against groups like ours. You know, Goliath must have been seen as a sure thing by the Philistines and many Jews. Yet as David said, the battle is the Lord's, and that is so in this present case as well. Please join us in prayer that God would glorify himself in our ultimate victory in this case. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next Truths That Transform.
2: I'm very concerned about what I see taking place in churches across America. Many evangelical organizations are accepting money from those organizations that
1: are aligned with Soros and the Alinsky model. The church has been compromised by perspectives like critical race theory, Black Lives Matter.
0: Ultimately, we have to recognize that we are at war. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.